This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome to American Muslim Project. I'm Asad Butt. American Muslim Project is a podcast where we share the contributions Muslims are making to American life. In each episode, we elevate unique Muslim voices that are shaping this American experience. My guest today is Mir Ali, Executive Vice President at Ushub TV. Ushub is a new streaming service launching this fall that will focus on Muslim culture. As you'll hear, the streaming service will be a place that showcases the rich and diverse storytelling that exists within the Muslim community. You'll be able to watch Islamic news, original movies, TV series, docuseries, and more. Mir described Ushub in more detail to start our conversation. Yeah, so first of all, thank you, Ushub, for having me on the podcast. It's awesome. I'm super excited uh, and really excited to talk about Ushub. Uh, Ushub is a streaming service that's going to be launching in fall of this year. And it exists for Muslim cultures, and it's going to be a platform that really showcases the talents of Muslim artists. So like Muslim directors, Muslim producers, Muslim writers, and even topics and conversations about Muslims um, that's going to be based here in the United States. So the unique thing about Ushub is that there's not a streaming service that's based in the United States. So we're really the pioneers in this country to be able to do this. And it's a generation of millennials and Gen Z who started this. So we're really excited about it. Amazing. Can you give the impetus about why you want to do this now? Yeah, you know what? It's I think everybody is seeing the transition from normal cable TV to streaming services and platforms, right? Like Netflix was really the pioneer of doing that about 10, 12 years ago. But now, you know, you have Disney Plus, Paramount, all that. And really, our idea was, you know, there's there's no platform for just Muslims, right? There's no platforms that just showcases Muslim content here in America. Even if there is, there is seldom choices. And um, they end up becoming a big success. But there unfortunately wasn't a platform that was just dedicated to work with Muslim artists to help them, you know, spread awareness of their work. So that's really what we wanted to do. We wanted to bring a hub for all Muslims, regardless of what scale of the spectrum you're on, as far as like religious point of view, you can come to us up, watch something on there that you'd enjoy and that you would also be able to relate to as well. Yeah, no, that that's hugely important. Who Who is the target audience? You, you said that it was Gen Z and millennials that are starting it, but who is like the, the target audience that you're hoping to attract? You know, the target audience is anywhere from 18 to 40, you know, ideally, um, usually it's first generation Muslims that are born and raised here that really want to have or really want to see something that they can relate to, right? Like Rami was a huge hit because right. Muslims were able to relate to that, right? So we want to bring, bring content that families can watch together, which is really important and have relatability in there. So, I mean, to be quite honest, the target audience is if you're Muslim, you don't want to watch something on our platform, to be honest. But who we're trying to really cater to is that generation of Muslims who really want to have um, a place to where they can feel included um, being a Muslim. 
And so this is not religious content or does it include religious content as well? Like, is it cultural and religious? Talk to me about the type of content that you'll have on there. Yeah, it's a lot more cultural than it is religious. We are planning to have a religious category in there. Um, But for the time being, it's mainly just showcasing talented Muslims who are doing artistic work throughout the world, not just in the U.S., and showcasing that for the world. Yeah, it's hugely important. And, and you know, I think you and I are, you might be a little bit younger than me, but, you know, growing up, we just didn't have uh, anything like this. There were very rare um, occasions when we saw Muslims on TV or in movies or anything like that. And so I feel like, you know, for kids growing up now, you know, to, to be able to have something like this is, is really important. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Uh, a lot of times when people think of a Muslim platform or streaming, they automatically think it's religious, right? Like when I first started to tell my family and friends about it, they they assumed that. And then when I actually let them know, no, we're actually doing this, they were really blown away and really excited because they knew that there's nobody that's doing this right now. And it's really needed because it, you don't, you never know, you, you could inspire some uh, future Muslim director by seeing this and saying, Hey, you know what? I think I could do something great for the Muslims here in America by, you know, going and transitioning into this line of work and I could do a good job with it. You know, they're not just bogged down to only being religious content. So that's really what we want to do. We want to just open up the, the opportunities and horizons for Muslims all over. Yeah. Uh, how do you even go about starting a streaming service? What, what, what are the oh, steps my and how long God. have you been at it? <laughs> so, I, interesting story, right? So this whole idea um, for me and like Gashif and some of the founding members um, was that, hey, you know, we should do like a news channel, right, for Muslims. because so we got tired of, of, you know, the mainstream media really just messing up Muslim narratives and saying, no, that's not how it is. So we, the first idea was, you know, we should start a, a news channel that talk about relevant topics that affect Muslims all over the world and really bring in the actual context of it and be able to explain it in a way that anybody who's not, you know, associated with a Muslim or doesn't know anything about Islam can understand it. That was the initial idea. And then that idea stemmed into something larger because we started to see that streaming platforms are the way to go and there's no platform that showcases Muslim content. And we brought on some really talented people like Sobi and Sean and Harrison that really said, you know what, there's so many um, talented Muslim artists out there. We should also showcase their stuff too. And that transitioned into us hub being a streaming platform, not just a news channel, but a all around streaming platform and news is just going to be a very small part of that, that we might, that we might have in the future. It's amazing. And, and tell me the story about the name. Yeah. So us hub is actually, um, it's an Arabic noun from us right? So it means companions, friends, and we wanted it to be a place to where companions and friends have a hub to go to. So us like you and me, and then hub, right? Like a hub that, so it stems from the word ashab, which means companions and friends. So that's how we came up with the word ashab. And we weren't really sure about that, how people would, you know, initially take it. Cause when you see it, it sounds like a, a shop or you don't, people even butcher sure, the sure. name initially <laughs> yeah. when they see it. Right. And then yeah. when we tell it to them, explain it, then they're really like, Oh, that's actually really unique and a great idea. So we tried it. And then the feedback that we got when we were initially, um, you know, bringing on directors and writers to, you know, work with us, uh, it really stuck. And it was um, 
really well perceived. So we were like, all right, this is the name. We got to stick with it. Yeah, no, that it's it's it is really unique name, and 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 I totally uh, sympathize with the challenges of a name, the company that you know Rafaelion uh, Media, which we we get pronunciation issues all the time. <laughs> but <I> yeah, think <laughs> as you get known, people will will figure it out. I think uh, and and realize what the you know, but how to you know being it. yeah being Muslim, I think you're in America. You're pretty used to getting your name butchered or whatever project you're doing butchered. So it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's nothing new. Some people might get so offended. Ah, oh, how can you say this my name wrong? But we're like, oh yeah, that's nothing. new new like my name mirror oh my god i don't even want to get into it how many times they got butchered especially when you had a substitute teacher like doing roll call in the class oh but, tell, uh, tell, me, tell me more about that what, how would they butcher it well I, my last name is ali so you know in roll call you're it's alphabetical order so i always knew i was number one so whenever we'd have a substitute teacher and they're like okay i'm gonna take roll there'd be a long pause right and i would say it's mirror like I would, they wouldn't even say anything like, oh, okay, Mir, yeah, you're number one. <laughs> or they would say Mer or Meyer, or they would put in Amir. I was like, where did you get the A from? Like, there's no A in front of the M. How did you get Amir? So anyway. That's, that, yeah, that's, uh, hey, I, I get the same thing with my last name. Usually people can, will get, will say, you know, my first name, Assad or Assad, usually in, in, in Americans will say, but then when they see my last name, they don't want to say, but sometimes they'll be like, <laughs> yeah. mute. Boutet, you know, it's, it's pretty funny. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, I, I totally sympathize with, with that. Um, just go, we'll, we'll, going back to to Ashab, um, talk to me about uh, the content will be mostly in English or will it also be in, in other languages? Yeah, we will have opportunities for other languages too, but really we want to be in English, right? Because um, like you and I both know, um, you know, language barriers is, is a big deal, right? Especially yeah. growing up here in America, like English is our primary language if you're born and raised Muslim here. Um, so we always take that into consideration. We don't want anyone to say, oh, this is just a, you know, a streaming platform that just has, you know, whatever content that's out there that I've seen before. I can't relate to it. Uh, so there will be some, but mainly it's going to be English. Nice. And and can you give me some examples of some of the content um, that you guys have either produced or acquired um, thus far? <laughs> Yeah, I actually can't reveal too many secrets because oh. I did sign an NDN, unfortunately. So <laughs> you guys are listening. Have to subscribe when we launch in fall to find out. But I will say this: what we're doing at Us Hub, no one is doing. It, like great. literally, no one. We just finished production on a short film this past weekend, and I can promise you, no one has seen what we're doing now. So it's going to be worth it. That's fantastic. And so, when is the launch? So launch is going to be fall uh, this year. So obviously with production and editing and, and things like that, um, you know, we haven't confirmed to an actual date, but we know it's going to be fall of this year. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, why why is this important to you in particular? You know, Asa, to me, it's important because I am personally really blessed um, growing up here in Southern California and having, you know, growing up in America and having, you know, opportunities. And I know I sound patriotic, but it's it's the truth. Um, and there's a lot of Muslims, you know, our brothers and sisters all over the world that don't have the opportunities that we have here. So it's important to me um, from an Islamic perspective that I utilize whatever resources and tools I have that are available to me to give back, right? So one of the things, especially growing up with you know, 9-11 and, and seeing the media really portray Muslims in a in a negative connotation. It was really important, not only to me, but the whole us team that 
we make an effort to change that perspective, right? Like, like the world discovered Al Jazeera after 9-11. They say, oh, there's actually a Muslim channel, you know, in the Middle right. East that talks about this. But there's nothing here in America that does that from Muslim Americans that are born and raised here, right? First generation, second generation. Now there are so many different methods of marketing and being right. able to get your brand out and your name out that we felt like, you know, we have nothing to lose and we actually have an obligation to try to make this work, you know? Um, so that's why for me, I felt like it was a personal obligation to fulfill the available resources that we have together as a team, but myself personally to be able to do this. Yeah, no, that that's fantastic. And is the primary audience to start a North American audience or, or do you think that you'll get a, a worldwide audience, uh, you know, uh, early on? Yeah, a primary target is going to be America, 100%, right? Obviously, if we have an opportunity that it grows and we have a worldwide audience, absolutely. Um, that's a whole nother beast you know, when, you, when you dive into like a worldwide audience um, rather than just where you're, you know, centrally located. Yeah, sure. Um, so, Mir, uh, I imagine that, you know, this is a, a big team effort to get us up off the ground. Can you talk to me a, bit, a little bit about the team? Yeah, you know, I definitely want to give a shout out to um, Gashif, to Sobi, to Sean, uh, Sarah, Ifa, Harrison, um, Zara and Zawar. Like we have the best team hands down. Every single one of those people are so uniquely talented and gifted at what they do that that's what makes us up special to me, particularly because everybody respects and um, appreciates one another. And everybody is good at different areas of, of, uh, of the business, right? And everybody trusts everybody that, okay, this is the expert, they know what they're doing, right? So that in itself is so huge. And I think a lot of organizations um, struggle to find that. And that's what makes us up so special is that we have the best people on the planet running this um, platform. Yeah, successful businesses are all about the team that you can um, create and the team that can execute. So yeah, that that's phenomenal, and and I'm sure that um, Asa will be successful because of this team that you have uh, compiled. Um, how involved are you in producing the the original content, and and what is your team, uh, or how does your team kind of discuss portraying uh, the diversity of Muslim stories and experience? Yeah, so great question. So our team is so talented and they bring their unique talents together and everybody gives an opportunity to share that. Like, so for example, my background is is business and, and finance and real estate, right? So I bring that to us hub because I know I've started my own businesses on my own. So I know from the business aspect of it, what are things that are important? Like Soheb, Sean and Harrison, like those guys are expert with production and content and the creative aspect of it, right? So together we bridge that gap. So really from my um, personal experience for actually making content is very little. I give my ideas, right, of something I want to see, but those guys, you know, I'd love for you to have them on the show too. They're literally geniuses of how they can put ideas onto paper into actually filming it into production. Like we have the best people hands down for that. So um, if you have them on on their next podcast, they'll be able to explain it better than I can. On that <laughs> yeah, sure. No, we'll, we'll definitely have them on at some point because I would love to to understand how someone goes from an idea on paper to it, actual movie. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Like when I when I was helping them with some stuff and they were showing me the ins and outs of no, you got to write it on the script in this way. It can't just be all right. Let's do this and film it. it it's not like that. 
right? These are actual veteran production team specialists that we have on the team. And it's just, if you haven't been directly involved with that and you actually see what it takes to do that, like now I have a whole other level of appreciation for films and documentaries and everything that, because I've seen it from the back end, sure. right? Yeah. And what it takes and how expensive it is and, and everything like that. So um, it's it's incredible. So it really is. But we oh. do have um, to kind of talk about content. If like on our Instagram um, at usub.tv, uh, there's some of our content that we are going to have on there. So if you want to check it out, we are doing some previews on there too. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Mir tells us how it wasn't until he was 25 years old that he got his first Muslim friend. Welcome back to American Muslim Project. My guest today is Mir Ali, Executive Vice President at Ushub, a new Muslim-centered streaming service that will launch in the fall. The station is based in Southern California, where Mir is from. I asked him to share what it was like for him growing up there. Yeah, you know, growing up in Southern California, regardless if you're a Muslim or not, we live in a bubble, like in a completely different <laughs> bubble than sure. than the rest of the country. It's just um, really blessed to have the things that we have, you know, like the good weather, the beaches, the the insane amount of jobs that are here, right? You can literally do any type of profession here. So growing up, you know, in Southern California as a Muslim, um, it it was difficult, not not going to lie, because there is a little bit of a identity issue that I think all Muslims, first generation born and raised here have, because you have your home life and then you have your school and work life, right? And those aren't necessarily, they don't necessarily overlap really all the time. They're sometimes completely separate. And I always struggled with finding that identity that I have because um, one of the interesting facts about me is that uh, I didn't have my first Muslim friend till I was 25 years old. Wow. So I only, I only grew up with non-Muslim friends my entire life, like my entire group of guys, coworkers, none of them. They only knew Islam through me, right? And at the time, especially coming after 9-11, it, it's not something that you outwardly want to broadcast that you're Muslim. Right, especially being in high school and in teenagers, sure. so that was extremely difficult to have that um, the sense of uh, pride and also the the confidence to just say no, I'm Muslim. But let me tell you why the media is completely wrong of how they're portraying us. And I, I wouldn't. The best way I would do it is just showing them who I am, right? Getting them, you know, having them like me and saying, "Hey, you know, Mir's a cool guy. He's chill. He works hard. You know, whatever positive aspects." And then. Later on, they find out they're Muslim already just from that interaction or from that uh, mindset that I gave to them just by my behavior. Already, I know I changed their perspective about Muslims on the media and Islam and things like that. Now they see it in a positive aspect. So going from not wanting to say anything to no, I'm going to hold myself to a higher standard and character to being able to now outwardly say with pride, yes, I'm Muslim. This is what I do. Um, that was definitely a struggle. And I'm sure there are countless Muslims born and raised here who have had the same story too. I 100% sympathize with that. I, I certainly grew up around other Muslims and, and, and had some Muslim friends. Most of my friends growing up were you know, non, non-Muslim. And, and so I can totally sympathize with this kind of idea of, of wanting to portray you know, what um, a different version of Islam or um, being Muslim than what was seen on, on TV. Did you feel pressure or burden to always be kind of like, you know, 
quote unquote, a good Muslim? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent, especially with, uh, like the environment that we're in, right? Cause there's a, there's a tug of war between the, the generation of, of Muslims who were, who migrated here to the, to this country. And then the first generation like myself who grew up here, right? There's cultural differences, but there's always that, that pressure at home, um, to make sure you stay quote unquote Muslim, right? Which isn't always easy to do, but I'm very fortunate that my upbringing, especially for my dad, he had a lot of wisdom as far as raising a kid here in America and how, what it means to make them a good Muslim, because he taught me with actions. He very rarely would lecture me about Islam. I would just see him do it. Right. So that seeing that as a kid really was embedded in me to now as adult, I'm pretty much doing the same things that he was doing without him even having to ask. So I was very lucky that I came from a household that didn't really put that pressure, pressure like some Muslims do. Right. But yeah, there's countless Muslims. I I, like, I, I empathize with them that they feel that and it's hard and, and that actually pushes them away from Islam at times, which is sad. For sure. Yeah. And then what was it like to, to have your first Muslim friend at, at age 25? Uh, you know, did you feel like you were maybe not Muslim enough or, you know, did you have to prove yourself that you were, you know, Muslim enough for this? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a funny story. So like I was saying, my background is, is like finance and banking, right? So, um, how it happened was he came into our, our bank to do a, a transaction and I actually helped him. And I saw on the check, you know, it said Chino Valley Islamic center. He was depositing a donation and I was helping him do some account stuff. And I said, Oh, I didn't know there was a masjid here. And he said, yeah, you should come, you know? And it was just, that's all it took for him to say, just come check it out for Friday prayers. You know, see, we're just in a warehouse right now, but we have a good crowd. And I went there and, and everybody was so welcoming and everyone was nice. And I actually met other Muslim guys who, you know, thought like I did, like the same interests and things like that, but they had a good balance too, like how I did. And from that one interaction, it led me to start to like volunteer, then become on the programs committee, then actually become on the board of directors for many years. Um, so I always tell people that, you know, when they're inviting people to like a religious function or a, like a mosque or whatever it is, just be yourself, be friendly, you know, just, Hey, hey come check it out, hang out with us. And, and don't put any pressure. I was lucky. No one put any pressure on me because I was very new to the community. Right. And then being a young guy um, showing up and stuff, like you kind of stick out a little bit more than you would like, like a Desi uncle, right. That yeah. that's just there. Um, totally. So that my interaction was very positive and I'm very grateful for that, that he, um, he did it the right way. And I always do that for new guys. When I try to invite them, I say, hey, yeah, come check this out. Or we're playing basketball or, you know, we have this event, you should come see what it's like. And that is so important to plant that seed in somebody to want to be able to commit to like an organization. Yeah. Um, I want to know more about kind of your transition now. So you, we're in real estate and finance and, and whatnot. And then why did you decide that us hub is where you wanted to go? You, you talked a little bit about giving back, you know, why is that so important to you at this point in your life? Well, yeah, my, uh, my background, yeah, was finance and banking and, and I transitioned to real estate and actually I'm, I'm self-employed now for real estate. So I actually still do that because I built up a good book of clients over the, you know, last 10 years um, that can facilitate their transactions for. So I still do that. And us was like a, 
it, like a side hustle, like an idea, like project, right? That has now trying to start it transformed and morphing into something much more bigger than that, right? Yeah. So it was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's side project. And now it's like, no, this is a legit company. Like we're actually running employees and like building partnerships. So um, that transition actually to me as for anybody that's in real estate, right? There's a part of you that's entrepreneurial because every single one of my clients had no clue who I was at one point yeah. in time. I would call them up and say, hey, Mir, this is what I can do for you. Would you want to work together? You know, we can build a partnership. And doing that collectively over the years, you start to gain the confidence that, hey, if I just have a phone number and a positive attitude and I'm just willing to ask some questions to a random stranger, I could potentially build a good relationship with them and have it grow and blossom into something much bigger, right? So that mindset of being able to build something from nothing was already instilled in me. So when the idea was brought to me about, hey, this idea, I wasn't really scared of it because I knew, okay, I know how to start from nothing. And really, it just morphed into that from the business aspect of it, right? Because I knew any good leader and any good manager knows that your business will flourish if you surround yourself with people who are better and smarter than you, right? right. So us is better and smarter than me at everything. So I got the best people and I can't take full credit at all for us. It's all of us put together. So that's what I knew how to do, right? And just be able to maintain those relationships, not only with your team, but I know how to build outside relationships outside. So it was actually a pretty easy transition because there was a lot of overlap when I really sat down and thought about it. Yeah, no, that, I, I can totally see that. And and, and it's, it's exciting that you are uh, moving in this direction for sure. Um, one question that I like to ask my guests is, do you have a uniquely American Muslim experience that you want to share? You know, I, I really don't. I think the only unique part of it was what I shared earlier. Like I didn't have my first Muslim friend till I was 25. And when I tell my Muslim friends that now they're blown away. They're like, how is that even possible? And I thought, I, I just didn't grow up in, in a Muslim area. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't have any Muslim friends at, at high school or, or anything. It, I just surrounded myself with the people who were around me and still being able to do that and still hold on to my being and still have the respect of people who are non-Muslim and see Islam in a positive light. To me, that's a big deal, right? Because I think a lot of people really don't understand the gravity or the importance of how crucial that is to have Muslims have a good name here in America. So being able to balance that, but you still be able to maintain your identity, even if it's internally, right? You still know who you are. Um, that was huge. So I think to me, it's not really unique, right? From there's countless other Muslims here in America that are have a similar story. But to me, that was a big deal for me yeah, to be able no, to do I, that. For sure. No, I, I would say that is that is pretty unique for sure. Mir, thanks so much for joining American Muslim Project. I, I really enjoyed this conversation and and I look forward to playing basketball with you someday. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate your time, Asa. This was a great podcast. Uh, definitely will be promoting the podcast as well. And just for everybody listen, uh, follow us on Instagram at Ushub, U-S-H-U-B dot TV um, to check out, you know, the latest announcements and latest updates when we're going to launch. But I really, really appreciate your time, man. This was awesome. 
My conversation with Mira Lee was recorded in July of 2021. We'll have links to his social accounts and to Ushub in our show notes. We will also be definitely promoting the launch of Ushub later this fall, so definitely follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. American Muslim Project is a production of Rafaelion Media. Today's show was produced by Mark Anato, Lindsay Gamble, and me, Asad Butt. Simon Hutchinson did our theme. You can find us online at AmericanMuslimProject.com. Yeah.